three, two, one. Oh my God, that's cold. Wow. Welcome back to You Betcha Radio Podcast, the coldest podcast in all the Midwest. I'm Miles, the You Betcha guy here with Ryan, the t-shirt guy. We got a little bit of news for you today, and we also have a, I personally believe it's just a great hypothetical that uh, will be fun to dive into here in the middle of the podcast, so let's just get into the show. I would venture to say it's almost the nectar of the gods. Back, baby, back. I want my push. Oh my god, that's cold. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hello, and welcome back to episode 64 of the You Bet Your Radio podcast. I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy. Welcome to episode 64. Miles is rocking the uh, the Bill Belichick look over here. He's got the cutoff hoodie. Um, I kind of like that look on you a little bit. Thanks, Ryan. I, um, as much as I don't, don't want to hit on me, though, you already got your job. <laughs> as you're... much as I don't want to copy you, I might have to in, in that aspect. Yeah, that wouldn't be the first time, Ryan. So, guys, today, uh, episode 64, we are going to uh, we're going to bring you through uh some news, uh, kind of like a new thing here at You Betcha that we're going to start doing. Um, I'll let Miles dive into that a little bit later. Um, but for now, if you missed your chance on the merchandise, it is now closed. Um, however, hats, stickers, all that good stuff is still available at ouyoubetcha.com. Go check that out and uh, stay tuned for any merch updates Updates coming in May. Miles, there's a new series on the horizon. Yeah. Okay. So this is a fun little thing. We are launching uh, a summer-long series that we call Game of Lawns, which is basically taking our dad character, our dad videos, and giving it just a little bit more of a storyline. Basically, we want each episode in this series to pretty much be able to stand alone and, and be the dad content that we're already putting out. But we'll just put an extra little layer of a storyline um, and uh, to, just to see how um, I think it's going to be a fun thing to have um, the holy crap. <laughs> you guys hear that? Our, I, our neighbors <laughs> that we have the best neighbors. It sounds like someone is taking a hammer and just beating it against the wall. <laughs> what are they doing over Demolition there? Demolition day. So we're going to work through that as we always do. Um, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is like two podcasts in a row. This happened, right? Yeah, what was the other I mean, one? it's perfectly silent until we hit record. This is, and- this is 64 podcasts in a row. We've had to deal with loud noises <laughs> from next door. Someday guys, someday we won't have to deal with this, but, uh, for now we'll just have to go through it. Game of lawns. Um, basically we wanted to try out our hand at a series and, uh, give a little bit more of a storyline to our dad character um, and take all of the videos and kind of mesh them together. And so we're going to be following dad's journey through the entire summer to have the best lawn on the block. Um, there's going to be some side characters that are preventing him from doing that, um, namely his wife and kids, but also his wretched neighbor, Tony. That's a little bit of a snob. He's got a Traeger grill. 
He's got a. You'll have to watch the episodes, but basically, it's a it's a day in the life of a dad who just wants the best lawn on the block, and uh, hopefully, it's super relatable in each episode being, you know, not really much different than our current um, dad videos, but um, adding a little more uh, storytelling flavor to it, which will, I think will be a fun. Uh, thing to dive into throughout the entire summer so it'll be 10 episodes long a couple episodes a month and uh yeah i'm excited about i think our dad character is one of the most revered characters that we have (laughs) i so it's funny because some of the videos that we do you you get into it and it's just a little bit tougher to act out because it's a little bit different than normal Every single time I put those new balances on, <laughs> I feel so at ease. I and and I do this like walk thing as soon as I get those shoes on where you kind of do just like a slightest limp ever and your one arm does a normal walk and then you kind of bend your other arm and kind of just you just limp it out and as soon as those those new balances get slapped on, I just go to instant that mode and a uh, little bit more cynical at the world. A uh, a little bit a uh, uh, little bit more n- not really knowing what's going on is kind of how that goes and so um, I love putting on those shoes and playing that character mostly because it's a lot of just what my dad was like growing up um, or a lot of people's grandpas yeah um, a lot of our dads yeah a lot of dads a lot of grandpas <laughs> and um, I-, I think it's very true to the Midwest. Uh, We've talked about how other creators have dad characters, but if for some reason they play it as more of a over the top, let's go get them Phil Dumphy from uh, Modern Family type character, where ours is more the uh, that '70s shows. Is his name just Red? Red, Red, yeah. Red Foreman. Red Foreman. It's a lot more like that. A lot more Ron Swanson than Michael <laughs> Scott type of uh, feel, and and I think that that's true for basically everyone in the Midwest is that their dads, you know, not, not, I would say majority of the dads aren't that over the top character. They're more of the, well, just don't bother me as long as you can do whatever you want. Just don't bother me and don't piss off your mom. Right. And that's, and that's basically a lot of how dads are, I believe in the Midwest. And um, so it's fun to play that character and give it more of a storyline, give it more of a story, uh, more than just the, the one-off videos. Ryan, what excites you most about this series? Well, aside from one thing that excites me, I'm going to talk about one thing that concerns me a little bit. Um, you know, when you were younger, uh, you know, you'd cross your eyes or you'd do something like that, and your mom or dad would say, don't do that too often, otherwise your face is going to get stuck like that. <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned that you playing as a dad character for 10, 10 episodes, <laughs> you're actually going to turn into this character... You're going to start hobbling around like this character. You're going to start bossing us around like this character. Go play with that box over there, Ryan. (laughs) One concern, one gripe is that Miles, it's kind of like Heath Ledger with the Joker. He was so (laughs) in-depth with that character. He was living that character, and I think that's what you're... Do you know how that story ends, Ryan? (laughs) It's not very happy. Yeah. Okay, well, hypothetically speaking. I I know where you're going with this, just taking it too far. Um. Well, there, there's been people who've commented on YouTube that are like, this dude is already like so much like a dad. Like, what's he going to do when he <laughs> actually becomes a dad? Right. 
Right. I don't know, but uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. One thing I am excited about, though, um, is that, well, God, can I give another gripe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, Ryan. I don't care. So this is this is going to take place in a yard that means a lot to me. Um, so I need to I need to kind of be Mr. Uh, I need to be the foreman around there. I need to make sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So basically, this is set at Ryan's house because Ryan has uh, just a good setup for this video series. Um, and I can tell that you're really worried about that. People are going to judge your lawn. <laughs> Well, it's not so much that because I already, you know, whatever they can think what they want. Oh God! It I thought you were gonna me. say. I thought you were gonna say it's already the best on the block. No, it's not. Well, episode ten, it might be. We'll see about that. Um, but no, Miles. One thing that I am excited about is that um, when you put on that dad outfit yesterday with the gray cutoff, the the arthritis little sleeve that goes below your elbow, I don't remember the last time I've seen that except for the first dad video we ever did um, in dads during summer. Yeah. It felt good to get the, the old uh, outfit <laughs> back on. Like I imagine it's like the movie stars do a movie and then like they do a sequel, like 10 years later, I bet it feels weird to yeah. put that back on. It's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. So um, I think a 10 episode series with this character, one of my favorite characters that you do, um, you know, regardless of what happens to my lawn, this is going to be an <laughs> unreal yeah, we started talking series. about throwing out ideas and like <laughs> stuff that could go wrong. And w one of the ideas is something bad would happen to the lawn and Ryan's was really starting to sweat. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Do you think we're actually going to screw it up? Is that actually your worry? You're not going to screw it up because um, there's always a way to fix it, Tyler. You'll know that one day. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tyler. I'm sorry, just, sorry. Uh, I just get, get the nervous sweats a little bit. This is, you I don't get, know what's going to happen. I get it. Your, your lawn is your baby. It is. And if you want, if someone's going to mess is up your lawn. Is he about to segue into his baby and talking about his no, kid no, no, again? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I did have sex. But, <laughs> but Ryan, if someone's going to mess up your lawn, you want it to kind of be you, yes. right? Yep. Not, not uh, Miles as dad. Yeah, it's like you can pick on your little brother, but no one else can. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited to try something new with the content, even though it will feel a lot lot like our, our well, like the videos we're already doing. Yeah. Um, even the dad's going for a walk video had a little bit more of a storyline. So it's basically just taking that and making it a series with a common goal of this dad just wants all he wants in life is just to have the best lawn in the neighborhood. And that's all he cares about. And so you'll have to kind of follow the series throughout the summer and uh, the ebbs and flows of what it takes to really just get that award-winning lawn. And uh, first episode of it comes out on May 5th. So that would be about a week from when this comes out Yep, um, the next Tuesday. And uh, just keep an eye out for it and let us know what you think. If you like the series, if, if you want us to try more series stuff in the future, I think this would be the only one we do this summer, but you know, working on maybe a fall series or a winter or whatever. Um, just let us know what you think of that type of uh, idea. It, it's, I mean, obviously series have been big on every other platform in terms of Netflix and Hulu and just TV in general. Um, and I think the internet is going to start having more and more of those series type of stuff. And we want to be a part of that. And um, 
I know that I would love to watch some of my favorite characters actually that are internet characters have an actual storyline and uh backstory and, and ups and downs throughout it. And so I think that this will be fun and um, I'm excited. So uh, game of lawns, May 5th, first episode, 10 episodes all summer long. And uh, all I got to say, Ryan is paint them green, paint them green, baby. Segwaying into the next segment, we have a very interesting hypothetical that it's just like like if you had to choose this or that or what it may be. And I think that there's a reason why would you would you rather's are so great. Yeah, is because they're just fun to do. And so we're gonna dive into that. I am interested to see what you guys come up with. And uh, we're going to take a break, and then we are going to debate and talk about if you had to choose an animal to fight in an octagon, what would it be? Basically, what is the uh, largest, most ferocious animal that you could beat in the octagon is basically what it is. So No, we- no weapons. Just no nothing. bare hands. You and that animal. Take a break. All right, guys, here is the hypothetical. You are in an octagon with a mammal, an animal mammal, and you have to fight this animal to the death. What is the most dangerous slash uh, most difficult animal that you think you could take down in the octagon? Tyler, you, you had some parameters for us. Yes. So mammals is key because I've been looking at a lot of world's most dangerous animal lists. And a lot of them are insects and reptiles that we could easily just step on yep. or swat a mosquito or something like that. So that's rule number one is mammals only. Rule number two, it has to be fully grown. Fully grown. So you can't tell me that you would kill, you could kill a baby lion. You know, it has to be a fully grown lion. Fully grown. And it's just one round to the death, right? Yep. Okay. You, so my, my brain immediately goes towards, I better kill this animal right away or I am done for. Cause my <laughs> your stamina is so low that I'm just going to, I'm going to die because I will just get gassed out. And I won't be able to move and I'll just be laying there on the ground and then they're just going to stomp on my throat and kill me. So, like, well, so that, that, that should lead you to the animal that you pick fully grown, but really low stamina. Like you just pointed yeah, out by yourself. Shoot. That actually is. That's, well, you can change it, Miles. All right, Ryan, you go first. I'll let you go first. You're right. worried about me taking it. Let's hear no. it. Uh, okay. What is the animal that you think you could take down in the octagon? The animal that I'm going to square up with. Right in the center of the ring is a goddamn kangaroo. So I thought about kangaroo. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Have you seen those things fight? Yes. You, and can't that- <laughs> get, you can't get in on them. They're so much bigger than you. Yes, but they have very short arms. I wanted to not like get all worked up like this. I wanted to like, hear out. <laughs> no, your this is good. Arguments. This is good. But I thought of a kangaroo and thought of like I have no shot against a kangaroo. The reason I thought of the kangaroo because every I feel like everyone that has been on the internet has seen the video of the kangaroo who like basically puts someone's dog in a chokehold and then this guy comes up to it tries to like get it to let go of his dog and then the kangaroo literally squares up with him and he lands a right hook on this kangaroo <laughs> and he dazed him 100% dazed 
Oh, so now this is a days competition. No, Tyler. but that's that's so, st- that is step number one to to the KO. You gotta daze them. You gotta get in on them. And I feel like I could get in on a kangaroo. I could. You could not get in on a I, kangaroo. I'm with Ryan. I think he could kill it. Here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about those legs. I'm worried about those feet. So you here. cannot get in on them if they if it's just you and that kangaroo. There's no way a so, full grown kangaroo. But kangaroos, they you only kick when they're on their tail, which means if you dodge the first kick, they have to regroup. So you're gonna, that's your window to get in. That's when you attack. That's when you come yep. in. But how are you killing this animal? You're just temple shot or what are you doing? Because my thought is the only way that you're going to be able to kill an animal with your bare hands is by choking them out. Yeah. I'll, um, well, I'll start off with some elbows. I'll, I'll, I'll come in with an elbow. I'll daze him. I'll hit him with a leg kick. He's going to fall down and then just straight <laughs> ground and pound. Um, you cannot ground and pound a kangaroo. <laughs> Who said? What? What is one of the defense mechanisms when you're on the ground in a UFC fight? Your legs, right? Okay. That's all kangaroos are. Is That's legs. why you hit him with a leg kick. Right. I think you got to take its back. Even maybe from your feet. I'm taking whatever I can get at this you, point. Yeah, it's a kangaroo. That. It's a fully grown kangaroo. Well, I, we're going to have to find the next podcast host because he ain't coming out of that octagon. <laughs> <laughs> A kangaroo is too much like a human. But I think that helps because no, then he knows how to choke it out. Help. Why doesn't that help? Because he, the kangaroo can, acts much like an, uh, a human. But and, then you can predict the And what movements. did you say? The humans are the hardest people to kill, right? Well, according to the list, humans are the most dangerous because we account for the most human deaths. Okay. Makes sense. Which is a cop-out. These lists are stupid. But I think it being a human helps because we know the human anatomy better than any other animals. Thank you, Tyler. And Ryan, being a UFC fan, he'd be it'd be easier for him to do his UFC chokeholds and stuff <laughs> like that to an animal like a human. No, 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 no. You need to be because think about the hardest person to choke out in a UFC fight is someone who knows about getting choked out. But kangaroos aren't choking each other out. They are going to know more about it than other animals. Okay, so let's let's go into what I got here, okay? This will help explain some. I think... <laughs> so this is why I... Once you said the stamina thing, I'm, I'm pretty screwed on this. But if you can get it right and you can get them <laughs> trapped in a corner, I am going to go for a deer doe. <sighs> that's so weak you know, deer were on the list a bunch but for have a you, very different reason have you seen a doe get on its hindquarters and start like like basically clawing at another you know how does fight they both get up on their hind legs and they go like this right but all that's you gotta hitting do you though on top straight on top here, of the head here's the deal okay the way that their legs are set up they're only front facing if you can find a way to get on this doe's back, then the choke out is the easiest thing ever. A kangaroo is acts, they got a tail. They act more like a human. They're going to be able to use their limbs more. They move in other directions where deer's legs do not necessarily go certain ways. They don't have necessarily the same range of motion as a kangaroo leg or an arm. So I'm with Miles on this kind of the same kangaroo point on its tail. When this doe's on her hind legs, if Miles can get to the side of her, she can't change directions when she's up. Have you ever put Have you ever put a dog on his back and seen how quick that thing will get to his feet? Yep. 
literally they will completely exhaust themselves until they can get back to their feet or a cat or anything like that. I think it's going to be hard to hold the doe down. I would agree. They're slippery. Yes. So what are you coming in with first? So, so do you- here's, here's my strategy. My strategy is to, you basically got to get them in a position where they're uncomfortable and then you just have to literally, cause this is not like, Oh, I don't want to get my face messed up. It's, I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. So if I catch a hoof to the, to the like, shoulder groin or a groin or a leg (laughs) or even to the face this is to the death and so i'm not worried about getting a cut on my face i'm just going in and i am literally trying to get my arms around this animal and that's all i gotta do yeah um i think the like how the limbs operate of a deer versus a kangaroo is is, a great point it's definitely a game changer because if that deer gets up on his hind legs and and tries to start striking you you shoot for the takedown Mm because the legs are completely exposed and that thing can't change direction no you shoot for that takedown and then you get him on his yeah I, i like that one miles that's a good one and it's like yeah people might say oh doe's weak but like we're talking the most dangerous well, animal the that you think you could kill is because if you go with a buck, you're, you're getting done. slashed. Stabbed, your yeah. neck is getting slashed Game open. Over. Yeah, no way. Because that thing is it, that thing is full rut too. He's coming straight at you, head down. <laughs> Can we choose not full rut? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you that, could. that wasn't in the rules. I don't know. Well, you didn't pick it, so I just had to set up that hypothetical. Apparently, now all the animals are just super horny in the octagon. <laughs> that actually would be very scarring. If you got in this and the animal was super horny and just started trying to have sex with you, that would be the worst. I think that would go to your advantage because it's trying to bang you, not kill you. So my honorable mention of uh, a possible option that I knew you guys would just be like, really, dude, is uh, a dolphin. That's a mammal. It is. It is a mammal. So then it's just. You would drown. Well, no. Well, it's an it's, octagon, it's, Tyler. It's an octagon. It's not in a pool. So literally, you just have to wait for it to run out of air and you win. That was going to be my other one, but I knew you guys would be pissed about that. Oh, yeah. I would have been so pissed. Does that count as you killing it or the environment killing well, it? Well, all I'd have to do... Yes. Well, Thank you for well, that. No, all I'd have to do is walk over to it and just put my foot on it as it's, it's taking its hole. last breath. And you, and you get a quick one, two, yeah. three. And then they die and you're good. So, um, yeah, I, I think that... That was probably my first option, but I knew you guys would be a little bit like, oh, really, dude? That Come thing, on. Yeah, that thing might go free willy on Because free here's willy the deal. Here's the difference between us and animals. We can think. Yep. We're not just instinctual. We are also got a brain that's pretty big, especially in uh, certain people, bigger brains than other, other people. But um, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so you got to use that to your advantage, just like they're going to use their animal instincts to literally just get away from you. Yeah. So my number one was actually a dolphin, but yeah. Whitetail, whitetail or mule deer. Cause mule deer can bounce. Whitetails can't. So I feel like if you get a quick bounce out of the mule deer, you, you're going to be in a lot of danger. Yeah. I just white tail. Give me a white tail doe. Okay. I think I could fight them to the death, get in on their back yep. and you're good. All right. Tyler is well, well, sorry, Ryan. What Ryan also isn't accounting for is literally this kangaroo <laughs> is like one punch, one kick away from knocking him out and killing him. <laughs> yeah. A deer is not necessarily going for a knockout punch or a kick. 
Whereas a kangaroo but it is, could still knock you out. That's true. Just like anything, a dolphin could knock you out by just yep. flopping around. Yep. Tail whip. But I don't know. Tyler, I want to hear what you had. Well, hearing the skepticism about your two picks, I think you guys are going to rip me for this. I genuinely think I could kill a wolf in the octagon. Holy shit. So I know I'm okay, go- I'm going to get screwed up. So I'm- here's the... So- a wolf and the and the deer are very comparable, right? With bodies, for sure. But the 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 wolf is. I mean, we're not talking about like a like a small wolf. We're talking about like a revenant, an actual wolf, like we're the talk- revenant. Yeah, we're not, not like not, a dire wolf. They have teeth. Not a coyote. Which I know. Is a coyote, I know. That's but, why I said I know I'm going to be screwed up. Well, so I'm going to lose a lot of blood. Here's my strategy. Okay. This wolf, a lot, lot of blood you're going to let them bite you to get them close. They can take my one arm. And once my one arm is in their mouth, I'm going to guillotine choke this thing and use every ounce of strength I have to choke it out. I, I yeah, don't. But if, the, if your arm is in his mouth, how are you going to lock I use the guillotine my other in? arm. Yeah. And yeah, but you need, you, you need two arms for the, for the guillotine. Right, I just need to get in somehow. And that's my way in. Once okay. that thing's choking out, my other arm's going to get freed, and then I'm good to go. So my concern is you have not been through any pain training, Tyler. Well, I've been if through a little Jason bit. If you were Jason Bourne, I would buy that. But <laughs> as soon as that thing bites your arm, you're not going to be able to think about anything else other than how badly that hurts. But I know it's to your entire system is going to go into absolute shock. Also, I'm going to go into adrenaline mode. Oh. And I'm gonna know that if I don't if I don't kill this wolf, I die. I'm with you a little bit on that. Like I said, you get a you get a hoof mm-hmm. to the chest or a hoof to the leg. You're you're worried about not dying. You're not worried about how bad that hurts. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But I think when you get like something bitten, like latched onto you, it's a different story than just getting a a, a hoof to the chest. So here's the thing too with a wolf. Its main weapon is its mouth, right? It's not going to be, it can, it can scratch me with its claws and whatnot, but that's not going to kill me unless I'm on my back. That's just going to hurt. Like, so here's another question. Why are people not scared of getting close to a deer, but they're absolutely deathly scared of getting close to a wolf? That's because deer are never in an octagon with you. Deer are also first, herbivores. Yeah. And wolves are carnivores. And a deer's Boom. instinct you is to run. You think about stuff like that. <laughs> yep. But I'm just saying in this octagon situation. He's got a taste the, for your blood. Yeah. He's going to want to just chow you down. Until Unless I'm wearing his skin as a shirt after <laughs> I crush his windpipe in my one-armed guillotine choke, Ryan. <laughs> Okay, back to the guillotine choke. Hold, if he, hold on, if he hold bites, on, hold if he on. bites one of your arms, that means his head is on that side. So you'd have there's no way for a I guillotine. I think you're better with, at choking him out with your legs than anything. Well, like I'm triangle gonna, choke would be better. You'd be better off with well, that. I'm gonna get my dick bitten off, and that's worse than dying. No, because that that area of your body will be underneath of that'll be by his neck. Yeah, but so, I gotta set it up so it's gonna be around his say, mouth. Though, is <laughs> would you be willing to just let him have an arm? for to to live yeah absolutely i think that that is also another thing it's just let him take your arm and then you're just gonna battle and choke him out with your legs i don't mind that so the thing is is your strategy allows that animal to get in close for you to take him down where ryan's you're not getting close to this kangaroo why do you say that i still think he could why do you say that 
Do you know how big kangaroos are? I, I understand that. Do you know how big wolves are? <laughs> their radius of their bubble is so big because they have their legs are so massive. But their arms are short. That's true. But their legs are massive. <laughs> A kangaroo can be <laughs> up to nine feet tall. <laughs> I told you this. Ryan, you it's are, a female. It's a, it's a, it's a. Do you want to fight Shaquille O'Neal with fur? I don't think you do. You're not going to win that fight. No comment. Okay. <laughs> so a wolf is anywhere from 70 pounds to 150, and can be up to like. How five. much does a kangaroo weigh? I didn't see the weight. Let me check. You don't have to check. That's fine. No. Um. So it's nine. It's it's skinny. So it can be up to nine feet tall, but weighs somewhere around 100 to 130 pounds. Full so weight. I have I have 50 pounds on him. You are you're screwed, Ryan. I wanted so badly for you to choose an animal that I was gonna be on board with, but you chose a kangaroo. What animal would you have been on board with for me to pick? Um, a dolphin or a, <sighs> or a doe. <laughs> Did you guys have any other animals in mind that you were thinking of maybe trying to take down that you maybe decided against? So I was thinking some... Because the kangaroo was the one I thought of and decided against because of said reasons. So in my mind, I went to traditional like animals that you think as badass, like the big cats and the bears and stuff. And I was just like, I couldn't quite bring myself to a cat unless it was like a lynx or a bobcat. I could kill one of those, I think, pretty easy. Not like a Siamese cat, though. Yeah, not a house cat. No. Those fuckers are dangerous. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, those things are scary. Yeah, house, house cats already have a plot to kill. All I started owners. with, I actually, in my mind, I started with a dog and thought. That's how I got to wolf. Yeah, dog, easy, no problem. Even if you get bit a little bit. See, that's not as fun as a, of a hypothetical, though, as a kangaroo. Or a deer. What or about deer it? Or... Do you guys think you could kill an ostrich? Ooh, that's Dude, a great question. Those are pretty dangerous. They got a long neck and a sharp so beak. Here's, here's where I'm at. A deer is much more comparable in size to a human than an ostrich. and a Because I actually thought of a giraffe as well. Um, no. All you got to do is climb up on that guy <laughs> and tip him over. Just got him, get him tipped over, you know? Do you know how tall a giraffe is? I know. That's why I decided against it because it's so much bigger than a human. And you've got to remember, you're in an octagon. Yeah. So that thing owns that entire space. Yeah, you have to choose an animal that is closely closely comparable to a human size, Ryan. And you chose Yao Ming. My, my second was a chimpanzee. But I like that pick with the I think uh, they're too much like a human with the just the lanky arms and like really being able to just sink one into your neck. Like, I, I'm I'm not screwing with that. They yeah. got I'm claws, not, too. They probably yeah, probably like, have claws. Pro closest thing to a human next to a kangaroo, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> honorable mention would have been the chimpanzee. I was going to say ape, but at that point, you know, you you'd see apes at yeah. zoos and stuff like there's, just well, there's no a shot. reason why Planet of the Apes took over the world. Exactly. So. Yep. Um, so the one thing that I think puts a hole in mine is deer are so incredibly quick that I don't know how I'm going to corner this thing. I think we're just going to end up going around and around in a circle and I'm going to tire out and then they got me. Kangaroos but are quick But at the same too. time, is a deer going to want to kill me? Depends on the season. I think 
being stuck in the octagon with you. I think that this deer, because it's a uh, herbivore or whatever it is, is literally just going to stand in the corner and just survive. Well, I think a kangaroo is an herbivore too. Is that that right, Tyler? I have no idea. We should Um, look that up. It is, but it still has that fighting mechanism where it could literally knock you dead with a kick. Right. So could a deer though. Not really. Tyler, remember? They are herbivores. Um. Yeah, yep, 100% herbivores. There's this one species that is an omnivore, but they eat very little meat. Okay. Tyler, uh, when we were turkey on the other day, we saw two does on their hind legs yeah, that was about cool. to fight each other. I'm not, I'm not walking under those hooves. I know, but they're not fighting to the death is what I'm getting at. They're just fighting for fighting's sake. Uh, on this point, I But this th- is the hypothetical of like fighting to the death. I know, but they don't have the instincts of <laughs> killing animals. Miles, I think, though, with this deer, it's the fight or flight, right? This deer is initially going to flight, and then when it realizes it can't escape the octagon, then it's a fight response, and then it's on. I just think it's going to keep going to the other side of the octagon wherever I move. It's just going to keep doing that. So then it's a matter of who can stand out with the hunger, who can last longer, who starves to death. Well, first. luckily I got well, a little extra. Miles is a carnivore and the deer is an herbivore. There are no plants inside the octagon, but there is meat. So, so uh, bada boom, bada bang, I win. Ba, ba, ba. Who can stay awake longer? If you can, If you can stay awake, you can kill the deer in its sleep. I think I could do that. I never, I never sleep. You're, you're not. You're both nocturnal. This yeah. could be a very good matchup. Yeah, I think that that's the match. Uh, UFC. What number are we on? Two forty nine. UFC two fifty. Miles, you bet you guy <laughs> versus a doe versus Bambi's mom. Yep. Yep. All right. So I think that we hashed it all out. Let us know what you think. And if you have any animals that you think you could take down that we haven't talked about. Um, also, let me know if you think dolphins are cheating because that was my initial one. But I figure these guys were going to call me out for cheating that way. But it's a mammal. And uh, I think that's probably the one, the most dangerous animal that uh, I could take down in the octagon for sure. So uh, let us know. <laughs> Uh, um, and uh, you, there's going to be some wise ass in the comments that's going to have this elaborate thing of why none of this could yeah. happen. <laughs> right. But that's okay. Yep. This is what it is. We it's a hypothetical. You. We love animals. We're not going to do animal abuse and put them in an octagon for real. It's a hypothetical. So let's all relax <laughs> and just talk it out. Okay. Yep. So um, let us know. And uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to head into the end of the podcast here. Oh, my God, that's cold. Wow. Guys, as we close up this podcast, we want to talk about uh, what I actually like to think is the only thing in sports that's going on right now, other than the NFL draft. The NFL draft came and went. Very interesting to see everyone's homes. Um, I love the guy who did the wide angle shot of his like mansion with the cool like atrium area. I don't remember who that was. Me either. But basically had like a bonfire out there going and like the turf and all that stuff. So that was cool. But the other thing that's been going on in sports is been the last dance, which has been the uh, 98 Bulls. Yeah. Um, 
documentary and it's you know some people call it the michael jordan documentary because it's heavily involved about him um but they've been diving into different players and this last weekend was dennis rodman was the the highlight featured guy he is an unbelievable human being what i what i didn't know was uh he started to develop his style when he was dating uh madonna yes yeah i didn't even know he dated her no um, and from what it sounded like a lot of his, you know, a lot of the weird style and the hair colors and all that kind of stuff stemmed from Madonna just telling him that he needs to be like more free spirited and like just be himself. Yeah, basically. exactly. Um, which I found very interesting. What I thought was wild is you get the greatest player of all time, which is a whole nother segment. <laughs> um, but you got the the greatest player of all time, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and um, and then also another great player in Scottie Pippen. Everyone just like let Dennis Rodman do his thing. Yeah, Michael Jordan is like notorious for being like this hard O teammate that like holds everyone accountable and would yell at players and whatnot. Um, kind of like what Kobe Bryant's aura was as a as a uh, player and a teammate and a leader. And they were just okay with uh, Dennis Rodman taking taking a weekend or a couple days to just go to Vegas and literally just binge and do drugs and ride motorcycles and party. and That was the Carmen Electra days. Yeah. (sighs) Who's this guy? It was so funny that all of a sudden she just shows up. Yeah. And then she's, I mean, I've seen a bunch of articles now about this and tweets and stuff, but it's like, it's so true that it's like, just imagine being like, like Dennis Rodman's in Vegas on a bender with Carmen Electra (laughs) Michael Jordan <laughs> knocks on the door and you go hide behind the Karma Electra is hiding behind the couch as Michael Jordan is knocking on the door. Like just the names that are getting thrown around like that is just it's an unbelievable situation. Okay, so back to that situation. What I didn't understand about that was was that hotel room in Vegas that Michael Jordan walked into? Yeah, I'm sure he just popped on a jet and flew there. And so got he him. actually went to find Dennis That's Rodman. From what I understand, sure. Yeah, his 48 hours were long gone, <laughs> and it's like time to get him back. Um, the interesting thing about that too is that Dennis Rodman and Phil Jackson had one of the best relationships out of anyone else on that team, and the fact that I don't, I don't feel like Dennis Rodman really overstepped any boundaries, but Phil Jackson just knew what Dennis Rodman needed to be the player that he was. I think that's a sign. I'm not a big basketball guy, but a big sign of any coach is understanding not just the team, but the players individually too. Yep. Yeah. It's like your classic, um, like growing up, what kid gets yelled at the most. And mm-hmm. it's probably the kid that can handle getting yelled at the most. Right. Yep. Whereas the other kids in the family, um, you know, they just a little more like, sensitive. I was always getting just yelled at because I was yelling back and I could take it. Whereas, you know, my other brother, my dad would raise his voice and he would just cry when he was a kid. <laughs> and, and so they, they stopped yelling at him. You know what I mean? Yep. So I was like a little bit like that. No, I, I like that a lot. I think that this documentary is cool because um, it, it happened when we were all alive, even though I was very young. Yep. But 
it's also like been enough removed to where like this is a I mean this is a big time for the NBA. Mm-hmm. It was uh I'm excited to see all the other crap that uh that went down on the whole thing. It's like you always think that there's some weird shit going on behind the scenes. You don't really know until you real until someone comes out and says that Dennis Rodman took a like a four day hiatus from in the middle of the season to just go yeah. party and everyone was okay with that. I think the one thing this documentary is doing really well is I've like I said, I'm not a basketball guy. I was a wrestler my whole life. And I've always abstained from the who's the greatest of all time argument because I don't know basketball well enough. I think this is doing a good job of portraying how good Michael and the rest of these players are to people that might not understand basketball. Because even me, I get like that's greatness out there. Like yeah. you can watch a million highlight reels and not understand, but until you see the breakdown, like the the triangle formation or the plays, that was cool to see that graphic on screen and understand the team aspect and how it's not just Michael scoring every single time. Yeah, because Phil Jackson told him he said, Michael, you don't always have to shoot the ball. You can pass it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Michael's like well, I don't trust uh, you know, Bill Cartwright to take the last second shot down low. Like, I want the ball. Yeah, and, and I think that if we're going to dive into psychology of sports, it's I think that's why Tom Brady has done as well as he has is because he was able to not take as much money and realize that it's more about the team type of thing. Yep. And so if you combine ridiculous talent and one of the greatest players of all time with the team mentality i think that that's probably when you get your dynasties and all that stuff right um what i find interesting about this thing is michael jordan there were some articles right before it came out that he was concerned that this was going to paint him in a bad light so far i actually think this is painting him in a better light than what i initially thought of michael jordan i agree maybe some stuff's about to come out later in the documentary but so far he seems like a I like him a lot more than what I know about him before that. Because it's no one's claiming that Michael Jordan's a good dude by any means. Um, but I think that so far, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be funny. Like, we're going to, a couple Next weeks episode. from now, it's like, yeah, just hits the fan. Yeah. But I think that he's exactly as I would want the greatest player of all time to be like. Very charismatic with the media. Um, hard on his teammates, but seems to be that he's got a good relationship with people. Um, a lot of respect for the coach, the yep. whole thing. So I don't know. I, I find that interesting that he was worried about that so far, at least. I think he's worried about the stuff that is coming with Jerry Krause. Yeah. I think that's what he's worried about because I think it was. there's a lot more to that story than we've been given so far, and they've been hinting at it every single episode. So well, have you guys heard the rumor that the reason why he took a hiatus from basketball is because he was betting on games in the NBA instead of like making it a big deal, just told him that he's got to retire for a year or two? No. That's a rumor that I've heard. Well, you know, there's the, what was the gambling scandal? I don't know well, much about that. It's a notorious that Michael Jordan's a big time gambler. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's probably just a conspiracy theory that was formed on like Reddit or something that. But people are people say that uh, he got involved with sports gambling on games, and so instead of the NBA crucifying their greatest player of all time about it, they just told him, "Let's just go away for a little while." And that's why he went and tried baseball. 
And then there's Pete Rose. Yeah. We'll and never they, be in the Hall I, of Fame. I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure that they're like, we don't want another Pete Rose situation on our hands because that is not good for the sport. Yeah, so we'll just send him over to Pete Rose's sport. Yeah. He can bet on baseball <laughs> if he wants. Those games, yeah. uh, um, I don't know if he was betting on minor league games. No. No. Definitely not. Uh, weird question. Why two episodes every week and not just one? I have no idea, Ryan. I don't. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that with any other show before. But um, if you like, if I sit down and watch it, I'm watching both episodes. There's no question. Do you do you think it has something to do with the NBA playoffs? Would be right now, so they're trying to get viewers for, for longer, longer that yeah. would be where games were in a regular year. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I would agree. All I know is I really enjoy it. This is actually like I think a good time for I'm glad they moved it up and had it be released during this time. Mm-hmm. Um ready for sports to get back. We got a little taste of that with the NFL draft. Um it's going to be interesting to see what sports look like this next summer, fall, even into the winter. Um and but there's talks that NASCAR will starting to get plans to be able to race without fans. UFC's going for it without May fans. May 9th. May 9th. Um, which I think if you can take all the precautions in the world and get it signed off by some professionals, um, why not? You're the only sport that's playing right now. You're going to have all the attention on you. You're going to have some record numbers. So Well, and you have to buy the pay-per-view to watch it. So yeah. there's there's the We're not spending there's the money, money on right anything there. else. I yep. actually, on Sports Center this morning, they talked that NBA is thinking about still doing just the playoffs, like canceling the rest of the regular season and doing the playoffs in July. It's like an episode We're literally in Space Jam. Oh, yes. they, they stopped the season because yes. the, talent, the talent was getting stolen. We're literally an episode of Space Jam. <laughs> so. Oh, I actually on IMDb trivia for the Last Dance. The only thing on there is what put them over the edge to sign Rodman is he came to meet Michael while Michael was filming Space Jam, and they played a little bit together. And the coaches saw that and were like, "All right, we're going to sign him now." Yeah, so put him over the edge. But who knows? That's that's viewer submitted, so we'll, yeah. we'll see in the dark. I saw I saw a video today of Rodman um, basically throwing, trying to throw hands with Shaq, and <laughs> Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan literally tackled him to the ground because it was a close game against the Lakers and they could not afford to lose Dennis Rodman, <laughs> and he just started laughing because he's like, I know exactly what these guys are doing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, we'll probably maybe do one more update on it, maybe when it's all said and done. Kind of maybe. see if Michael Jordan still is the man we yeah, think he is. Circle and back so, to that. Um, yeah, Ryan, I think you should wrap up the podcast. Oh, wow. Guys, thanks again for listening into episode 64 of the You Bet Your Radio podcast. Before we end this podcast, I would just like to say thank you to Gina's Designs of the Heartland. Gina's Designs of the Heartland uh, hand makes our wood pine signs on our website, ouyoubetcha.com. We got three different types of Nectar of the Gods signs that you can find on our website, or you can find them on Gina's website, etsy.com slash shop slash G-D-O-T Heartland. They go great in any sort of decor, the man cave, the bathroom, the garage. Now that the garage doors are opening, um, go snag yourself a sign miles. Good chat. 
episode 64. I don't know if you could take a doe down, but I think I could take a kangaroo down. I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy. And I am Miles, the you betcha guy, the doe slayer. (laughs) May your ranch always be runny. Your bush lattes forever be cold. Cheers, Ryan. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah.